Welcome back to the Marking Out Network. I am the professional wrestler on the professional wrestling podcast. This is the Marking Out Network. I am the Reaper, Dean Walker. You sure you want to keep that play in? <laughs> God damn, that was bad, man. <laughs> you sure you wow. want to do a redo? Uh, yeah, let's redo it. We'll, we'll edit it in post. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll cut this. Yeah, we'll I'll cut, cut this. this. We're, we're going to cut all this stuff. Uh, yeah, don't I, worry about I, it. I kind of don't want to say my name anymore. I don't either. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> now. <laughs> Neil, you, you, were, you weren't here last weekend. How I you wasn't. You feeling I, better, man? I'm feeling much better. I don't know what was going on last week. I don't know what I had. I lost my voice. I was feeling like garbage. I was feeling like shit but now i'm back and better than ever um and i'm five um t's in all right we got <laughs> we got neil pretty boy thomas neil back pretty in the boy house. thomas here back in the house and you are your boy cordell aka smoke smoke oh man so nothing happened this week right guys very slow week i thought very we were just gonna cancel slow. the pod take a yeah. vacation it wasn't much nothing man. happened <sighs> at all this week jesus fucking christ mm-hmm. the news feed twitter instagram all the social medias uh were blowing up this week there was a shit ton of news that was going on i don't even know where to begin where are we going to begin there dean what are we going to talk about first because we got a lot to get to and i'm going to talk really fucking fast well Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We all know the many WWE superstars who got released. But before we get there, I do want to bring something up. And this is for my boy Smoke over here, all right? Okay. I don't know if I want to participate. We all know. What's going on? Jade motherfucking Cargill. Yes. Might be appearing in WWE sooner than later, right? Yes. Well, on September 18th, a WWE trademark was filed for someone who might be for Jade. And the name is Jada Parker. Smoke, be honest. How do that you feel can't about be, Jada that, Parker? That can't be true. That can't be true. Jada Parker. It wouldn't work. No? Mm-mm. I've seen a lot of negative comments about Jada Parker. Yes. I've, I've gotten nothing from that name. What, what's your source on that name, uh, trademark? Who, who are you referencing there, buddy? Webb is Jericho. Okay, so somebody reputable. We've talked to the guy before, writer. Yes, we have. Um, Jada Parker is not, to me, is not a superstar name. I like Jade Cargill as is. I don't want no Jade. I don't want Jade Thunder, Jade Storm, Jade Lightning, uh, Jade Volcano, uh, Jade Hurricane, Jade uh, Uh, Tsunami. We we get it. We get uh, it. Jade uh, Forest Fire. We get it. Right. (laughs) I don't. We get it. I don't want any of this. Jay Cargo works fine. You can use your own name and still be successful. Um, mm. it it can work, but I think Jada Parker. Now, granted, Gunther, I hated fucking Gunther. I thought Walter was a better name, and I still think Walter's a better name. But man, Jada Parker is something that I'm not going to be like. Oh man, that's got superstar championship material written all over it. Jay Cargo to me is fine. If they can use her name in WWE, I would go with that. But Jada Parker, I don't know. 
I'm not on board with and that. And I don't even think you can trademark Jada, Jada Parker. That's a very uh, – uh, that's not really a name that you can – I feel like you can trademark is a Jada Parker. I don't know. I mean, of course, they want to make a name that they can own, uh, which is – I mean, I even saw a comment that joked about it. They said, well, just spell Jade Cargo with one L. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, just change it that way. Yeah, yeah that works. That way, yeah, yeah. Like, there you that works. Go. Whatever. Um, kind of like Taz, one Z or two Zs. You know, one Zs uh, or two Zs. Okay. So it's it's kind of like that. You know. Just yeah. Add yeah, an L. Yeah, yeah, take yeah. away an L. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I did want to mention before we get into the major news here, uh, Moxley suffered a legitimate injury, a concussion, and a lot of people are speculating was it the last move the pile driver to this fucking dome but i think and neil thinks it was something else during the match well what what spot are you talking about? i i think uh ray phoenix he when he jumped um off the the ramp and nailed mox mox fell to the floor and hit his head and i think uh several reputable sources confirmed that he suffered the ma- uh concussion before the end spot, the pile driver at the very end. So he had a concussion way before that. And people were even thinking too, when he came out to the ring, the fucking cameraman ended up hitting <laughs> him in the head. So he had three yeah. potential concussions in this match. It was not a good night for Mox. We want to wish him the best, but I think that was the spot because when he got up, to me, in my mind, when I was watching this match, I was like, Mox is really, really selling that move. Yeah. Like, he, he was trying to get up three or four times, and Phoenix was trying to put him in the ring just to continue the match, and Mox was still like, I cannot get up right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, this is a bit of an oversell for one fucking dive off the, the ramp. And I'm thinking, okay, Mox is going to recover. He's going to be fine. The match continued. The unplanned finish as it was. Congratulations to Phoenix being the international uh, AEW champion. But, man, Mox, it, it's kind of a scary thing, though, too, because you're talking about head injuries, and that always really makes me nervous and a little squeamish And because you don't know what can come from that, what long-term side effects are going to be concu- uh, come from that. Uh, same thing with Adam Cole. He's back now. But, man, these head injuries, it happens with football players, my yeah. favorite football player of all time, Troy Aikman, Steve Young. They all had to retire very early because they had so many concussions. And, you know, this stuff, now because you get one concussion, you're more susceptible to more concussions. And I'm Mox, he's a motherfucking soldier. He's going to be like, it's part of the business. I'm going to continue on as best I can. But, man, you got to think about long-term health effects on that. It wasn't on Phoenix. Mox hit his head on the floor. You just got to be really careful. And Mox continued the match. But you, I don't know if uh, he mentioned any statement or anything afterwards about him remembering the match. I know, you know, Foley and his infamous... Uh, match with Undertaker and Hell in a Cell, he said he didn't remember most of that match because he was totally concussed. You don't really know what the long-term side effects of concussions are going to be, and it's really hard to watch sometimes Mox staggering around like that. And it was... Uh, let me ask you something, Neil. Hard to watch. Let me ask you something. Do What's you up? think that Moxley, Mox does too much at times? He does. I think so. I think he gives too much. I think he gives too much... Uh, I think he gives too much blood. I think he gives too much of himself. And I think he gives too much unnecessarily. And I think sometimes he's not appreciated. And he does it because... He's not appreciated for what, though? He's not appreciated for how much he gives to the business and how much he loves for the business because I think we take him for granted. 
Okay. And I think But I know you said at one point like a lot of the stunts that he was doing and a lot of the um the bleeding was just getting to be too much. Do you think that he was doing that he's starting to do too much? I think he's starting to do too much and he's been doing too much. I don't feel like you need to do that all the time. Okay. I think you got to pick and choose your moments and I think in time we're going to look by, back at Mox, same thing like Eddie Kingston and I want to I want to touch on him for a little bit too, but I think Mox he loves the business so much and he gives so much to the fans. I think we take him for granted because we think he's going to continue to do this for forever and it's not going to be that way. Yeah. He it's not going to be Mox continuing to bleed on every dynamite rampage collision. It's not going to be that way. I, to me, I would bring it in a little bit if I was Mox because you got to think though too. He's still in his 30s. They still you, you would want to have him wrestle for at least another 10 years, maybe even longer. But to me, it's just bringing in a little bit because he doesn't have to do what he does every single time. And he loves the professional wrestling business so much that he's willing to give his heart, his soul, his body, his sweat, blood and tears and everything that he can to the fans. And I think sometimes we take that for granted when you're when you're constantly doing that, too, because we know he's going to do it again. And I wish he would just pull it in a little bit. But the concussion wasn't Phoenix's fault. It wasn't Mox's fault. Shit happens in the ring all the time. And uh, we hope he's going to have a, a good recovery. Yeah, because CTE is nothing to play with, man. You can you can easily get CTE. Obviously, we all know about that. You know, it's uh, famous with the football players. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just like, I mean... We also learned not too long ago that the dude has some pretty severe or serious uh, arthritis. I mean, he he doesn't move around as much uh, as he used to. He doesn't move well around. You know, it's just yeah, you're it, right. It's just he. I, I I agree. He needs to take it easy. Take it a little bit. I mean, he's got a little girl. You know. Who's yeah. Very young. So it's like he's got a. He's got to try to be at least mobile for her and we're in not the next t- 20 years. Yeah, we're not telling Mox how to wrestle a match. Not at all. No. We're, we're not saying, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. We're not the gatekeepers on how these guys perform in the ring. But for longevity purposes, you could dial it in just a little bit. You know, I, I would imagine, too, Renee, every time Mox goes out in the ring, she's probably on – watching on pins and needles because she says it on her podcast yeah she 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 has to be extremely nervous too because mox he he pushes the line further and further and further and further like the skewers in the head the barbed wire flaming tables exploding matches i mean um if he could do a a death match probably once a month he probably could or would if he could but that's just not feasible and it's not long term Mox is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, and I appreciate everything he's done in the business. I appreciate him more now than ever before. But even for me, it's like this is the reason why ECW wasn't sustainable too because you cannot have these hardcore matches all the time. And Mox wrestling in this style, Will Ospreay said it himself too, the style of your match is going to change eventually. Mox can bring it a little bit, bring it in a little bit, and I still think he's still going to be successful and it's okay. Yeah, I, and no pun intended. If he wants to go all out for a pay per view, and if he wants to do all this type <laughs> of shit, wait, what? wait, no, 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 I didn't mean it. No, wait, no. for no, for no pun intended. You sure did. Uh, if he wants to go all out, damn, what are you no pun intended, all out. 
Damn, man, you just blew the mic. Goddamn it! Scream that shit! I'm just saying out, that was which funny. Which one are you? Are you number one? Let me turn that down a little I, bit. It, um, listen, I'm just saying, like, you, man, he's you? really loud. Goddamn shit! You, you put, blow my eardrums out. I don't know which one you are. I, mean, I think it, it made it louder. I mean, he manages. <laughs> I mean, you you kind of you kind of keep playing with the auto box over here. Uh, well, all right, all right. Look, hear me out. So, if he wants to go all in, hold on. All out. I didn't even mean for that one. If he wants to go all out. Where's the sound effects? You didn't do the sound effects. Where's it? I don't know which one it is. There you go. Gotcha. 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 If he wants to do a lot for for Uh a match, Uh then, you know, save it for the pay-per-views. But here's the thing. I'm not, like you said, we're not telling Mox how to do anything. We're not telling him what to do. We're not, we're not doing that. Just my personal opinion alone. Moxley is already a legend, and he's yes. going out there like he has something to prove. We all know what he's capable of, how good he is. He yeah. doesn't have to do all of that all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and then just on a viewer standpoint, it's more shocking if it's not so often. That's so, true, too. You know, so it's a win-win. He saves himself, you know. Uh, but anyway, on to the next one. Jumping to our next topic here. At the Market Out Network, we've got the complete list of the WWE wrestlers released. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys ready to start with the NXT superstars first? Sure, go ahead. Brooklyn Barlow. Don't fuck up the names. I'm fucking up every name. I am fucking every name up. Alexis Gray. Kind of sounds like a porn star. Hey, keep going. Um, Kevin Ventura Cortez. Ventura. Just keep going. Daniel MacArthur. Okay. Ulisa Leon. Daba Kato. We know Daba Kato. We know a little bit of Daba. Mace and Mansoor. And last but not least, Dana Brooke has been released. (laughs) Was she last? (laughs) I think there's more names, right? Not for for NXT. That's for for NXT. 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 Um, Yeah, she was on the NXT roster, yeah. But then, the main roster, Aaliyah. Who? Top Dollar. Top rope dollar. Emma. Who? Riddick. Or Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. Moss. Who? This one might be a two for one. Elias. As long as as he's his uh, brother as well. Then. uh, Okay. What was his brother's name? Zeke or whatever? Mm -hmm. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Mustafa Ali. Shelton Benjamin. And last but not least, Dolph Ziggler. I got to say right now, all these releases are unfortunate. I know it was because yeah. of the merger. It was because of the TV deal. It was because of, you know, we all know SmackDown's going to USA. And we all know that apparently. Oh, and Matt Riddle now. Is Matt Riddle, yes. Updated list. Matt Riddle. We all know these releases were due to the amount of money that uh, apparently. You know, WWE yeah. didn't get USA paying 
$1.4 billion for SmackDown. We don't know where Raw is going to go. We don't know where NXT is going to go. It's going to be weird for Raw being on a different channel. But we knew these releases were going to be coming. It's unfortunate when anytime somebody loses a job and it's not their fault. Emma, was she dealt the best hand? Probably not. Was Madcap dealt the best hand? Probably not. Were all these other wrestlers given an opportunity? Probably not. But that's the nature of the business when these mergers happen. Now, it's unfortunate. We all wish them best. And I know it sounds cliche and I know it sounds tiresome, but we want them to do well. I don't want anybody not to put food on their table. On the table yeah. I want them to earn money. Now, when it comes to Dolph Ziggler and Shelton Benjamin, this one is baffling, completely baffling to me. You have a veteran in Shelton Benjamin who has been around 20 plus years. You have Dolph Ziggler who's been signed who's a multi-time champion. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Shelton Benjamin is, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's hes a, a guy you want in the locker room because he could teach the young up-and-coming talent the ways, how to be a professional, and just a really good trainer if you're not going to put him on TV. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler is the one that shocked everybody because He's been around since 2004, and he's a veteran. You can plug in. He's he's the go-to guy. He's I need a good match. I need I need a really good match with uh, JD McDonough. Let's put Ziggler in there. Have a really good match. Ziggler's one of those guys, reliable, professional, and uh, one of the upstanding guys in WWE that you can rely on all the time. And to fire a guy like that questions. The thought process, the mentality, and just the cold-heartedness of the nature of the business. Because you know Ziggler is there, is committed, he's going to do whatever's necessary of him. And I know, Dean, you're a big Ziggler fan, and I know this had to be a shock to you because it was a shock to everybody else. And to lose a guy like that, it seems like a complete waste. Not to say he was the... Man, it's it's really hard to explain. Not to say that him getting fired was more devastating than everybody else, but because he's been around for such a long time, he's able to teach the young up-and-coming talent the ways of the uh, the ring and how to be a professional and how to carry themselves. Same thing like The Miz. Same thing like a lot of guys. Same thing like your Ortons and all those other guys. They could teach the young up-and-coming talent how to perform in the ring, how to carry themselves as professionals how to use the tools that are given to them to their benefit. And Ziggler's one of those guys, man. Like Ziggler was another guy, too, that didn't have bad matches. Say what you want. He even said it. He lost 90% of the time, 1,500 matches, which is incredibly impressive. But you need veterans like that around. And to just to cut him loose like that is a huge devastating blow, man. Say my feelings about Natalia. Mm-hmm. I would never fire a Natalia, despite her coming on TV and honestly sometimes boring me to death. I would not fire her because I know how valuable the locker room she is to everybody else. And the same thing goes with Ziggler. But that's what I want to say about that. No, nah, I think you're on the dot, man. Uh, I was I was pissed off because, like you said when you first started, everyone is like, I mean, there was a a business deal there was a merger we're expecting layoffs it's just par for the course but think about it 
you look up how much TKO, Endeavor, WWE, UFC, whatever the fuck you want to type into Google, you type that shit in, what is the worth? $21 billion. You're telling me Dolph Ziggler's contract, I don't know what his contract is, I don't know his details, but the veteran he is, what if it's not a million or, or close to a million, whatever the case, $1 million out of $21 billion is going to make a difference to you? To, to get rid of a legend. That whole merger shit is just a bunch of bullshit. I don't believe that for a damn second. I think these guys are fools. Now, here, on Wednesday Night Walker, I said, I don't think we're going to see too much of a difference on TV with the merger because there's one guy who's in charge of creative right now, the head. That's Triple H. Yes. As long as he, you know, he's not a McMahon, but he's he has ties to the McMahon family. I mean, Vince... On his way out. That's what it looks like. We're not even going to get into that today. Um, Shane's gone. Stephanie's gone. They're all gone. Triple H is the last one standing. That's crazy to think about. All the McMahons are going to be out of the business they started. It's crazy. That's crazy to think about that, right? And I said, so as long as Triple H is head of creative, I think we'll be okay. But then here's the thing. They they do these releases. They've done mass releases during COVID. They do they do these things very often. It's kind of like, um, you know, it, it's kind of like par for the course. But when they release a guy like Ziggler, release a guy like Shelton, it's kind of a slap in the face because they're only looking at the dollar sign. Because yeah, if these businessmen actually knew who they were releasing, they wouldn't have done that. Now, you can look at it from the other side of the table. They may have understood because Madcap or, or Riddick or whatever, he wasn't doing anything. Emma wasn't doing anything. The list goes on and on, but it's like, why throw Ziggler in there? It doesn't make Ziggler any sense. hasn't been any involved with, on television or any programs for months. But who knows what he was doing backstage? That, know, that's a, that's important too. I f- I feel like man, sometimes we we get lost. We're only like, oh, what storyline are you in, or what yeah. what good match have you had recently? Sometimes it's not all about that. Sometimes it's like backstage stuff, being a producer, being a mentor, and 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 teaching the young up and coming talent. Wrestling is all about teaching the young up and co- the next generation. Mm-hmm. It, it's all about that, man. You have to pass your knowledge, what you've known. Uh, that you were taught to the next generation and a guy who's been around since 2004 damn near 20 years to have all that knowledge bottled up despite what you may think of him that's extremely devastating that's a big blow man because now what what's Ziggler gonna do he's gonna wait out his 90 days is Tony Khan gonna call him and go to AEW we don't know that it's the same thing like Ziggler, Christian, Edge, Orton, John Cena, all these guys, man, they've been around such a long time. You do not fire these guys. No. You do not. Will are they was Ziggler making too much money? And they're like, you know what? He's making too much money. He hasn't done anything on TV. We don't fucking know. We don't know that answer. Shelton Benjamin, he's not on the level of Ziggler. We know that too. But he's a good locker room guy. He's a good dude. I've never heard a bad word about Shelton Benjamin in my life. Have you have you guys ever heard anything negative never, about Shelton Benjamin? Never. It's always been quite positive. It, it, same thing, man. Everybody was touting Shelton Benjamin and I mean, he's in better shape than most 20-year-olds I've exa- seen. Exactly. You know? like so he still got it. 
he he's still got it. He still can put on a good performance. But I think you you reach a certain level as a professional. You're beyond that stuff in the ring, and you could teach. Man, world's greatest tag team, Kurt Angle and Charlie Haas, back in 2003. Man, they're fucking fucking fantastic yeah you like that knowledge man has to be passed Shelton, down you Shelton's cannot mom. cut that shelton's mom there was you go man that was the gold standard man that was funny shit yeah. um but no it's just it, it kind of leaves a poor taste in a lot of uh, our, mm-hmm. our mouths it's it's just if there I, you picture i know it sounds very animated cartoony but if you you picture wwe after this merger the family business is no more they have all the money in the world that they need, and they're still releasing people onto the fucking street. It's kind of like this gray corporate building. That's what it became. And yeah. It's sad. It's yeah. not fun anymore. No. It's 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 yeah, it's right. just yeah. it doesn't make you feel good. And then you have the other side, Tony, also billionaire, and he's just like adding everybody to the mix. Yeah. Because yeah, sometimes you think about it, it's overpacked, but he's giving these people salaries. I'm not gonna hate on it. You he, know, Tony Khan, he gives people opportunities. That's he does. what he gives. I mean, everybody's like, man, you know, uh, what happened to the storyline? Because I think what Tony Khan does, he tries to please everybody. Tell me, like, everybody's, oh, Ring of Honor sucks. Like, I don't want to see Ring of Honor on AEW television. He, dude, he's giving these people opportunities. and Giving them sa- a platform. Giving them a platform. Eddie a, King, a dying company he brought back. A dying company that was dead in the water, Ring of Honor. Congratulate Eddie Kingston, man. I got to say, Eddie Kingston for winning the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship of the World from Claudio on Dynamite. Eddie Kingston. Eddie, the Ma- Mad King fucking Kingston is his first world championship. I couldn't be more happy for Eddie. Eddie, there is nobody more passionate. No, nobody that puts his wears his heart on his sleeve. There's nobody that cares for uh, for for professional wrestling more than Eddie Kingston does. And to see him finally win his world heavyweight championship on Dynamite against his arch nemesis, his arch rival for ten plus years, was poetic justice in New York City and Arthur Ashe and Grand Slam was a perfect fucking moment. I don't care if Eddie has the title for a week. He's going to have that title, that moment for the rest of his life, and that's what it is about professional wrestling. It's about creating moments and creating things that people are going to remember for the rest of their lives. And Eddie Kingston, he's one of those really good dudes that you need. You don't fire Eddie Kingston. You don't fire guys like that because he has a wealth of knowledge and and a, a wealth of... Uh, man, just knowledge of the business in general because he's been such a, around for such a long time. And Eddie Kingston is a great dude to have in your locker room. The same thing with Ziggler, the same thing with Shelton Benjamin, and same thing with all these guys, man. You do not fire these guys because you can't put a price tag, you can't put a dollar amount on the knowledge that they're going to pass down to the next generation. Yeah, I mean, you're telling me you're going to release Dolph and not just make him a, a producer or do anything backstage seriously? Like, you got to be that dumb that yeah. you wouldn't put – I don't know, man. It, I mean, we could be doing this to we're, to we're blue in the face, but yep. I just uh, – it's sad, you know, and it, it, I mean, but it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see more positives come from the merger, but yeah. so far it's only been negatives. Um, and as we touched on it, you know, SmackDown moving to USA. We're not sure if Raw NXT will be moving away. Word on the street, Neil said, is they're going to be moving and SmackDown will become just its only WWE show. 
Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's not going to happen for another year. So, uh, but Fox, I mean, they got enough sports, man. They, they make money, you know, hand over fist. So they'll, they'll be all right. For them. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be just fine. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on this week? What do you think there's smoke? Anything else uh, that that's been sticking in your craw? In my what? In your craw? Uh, no. Um, I think we pretty much covered everything. I think I feel like a lot of uh, I feel like a lot of what transpired this week kind of caught me off guard. Um, I did not expect Ziggler to be released at all. That caught me. Um, that caught me off guard. And you can always tell when there's new when there's when when there's new names in the office new names because that means nobody's safe and um i think we're witnessing a new era we're going to continue to witness i don't think this is going to be the last of the releases i think i think we have another week of releases going on and i think that uh i think that it's going to be it's going to be a few more names that we're not going to be happy to see up there that you know unfortunately they're going to be you know out of a job but let's be honest here you know sometimes a release can be the start to a new beginning um, a lot of these performers weren't sad about being released at all. I know Mustafa Ali has been trying to get released since for three years straight now. And, you know, I just think that, you know, this is a new a new day and a new opportunity for them to do something else and do more. Yeah, that's the thing, though, too. Like, just because you got you got released from WWE doesn't mean it's, it's the end of your life. It's the end of your right, world. Right. Um, you know, people have been saying, like, you know, a, a, a window closes, a new, a new door opens. And uh, there's there's been a host of people that left WWE that have better careers. Yeah, it's not the end all be all, man. It's really what you what you make. It's really what you do, and it, can you make the most of it with the opportunity that you're given? I know a lot of people say, "Man, you got cut from WWE. That must be the end of your career." It no, not today. It doesn't day. mean that anymore. It doesn't mean that anymore. And it's like it's it's going to open up another chapter in your life, uh, other opportunities. And it's really what you make the most of it. And it could be the start of something even better. What do you see that's next for Ziggler? I feel like he still has a few years left in the tank wrestling-wise. I still think he's not done. Okay. Um, He's still physically capable to have a really good match. I think he still has stuff that he wants to accomplish. And I same thing like Edge. Edge still got that itch, man. And so he, does Dana Brooke. He's not that, uh, he's not that done. <laughs> Dana Brooke, God bless her soul. That's all I got to say. God bless that soul. Hey, we're not going to kick nobody while they down. We're not. We're, we're not, not. You know. I hope I hope Dana Brooke uses this as a, as a learning experience. As a learning experience. As a learning experience. Getting released is a learning experience? It's a learning experience. And how so? It's because that if she was there such a long time, Right, she's gonna learn a lot from mm-hmm. her time in WWE and gonna apply that knowledge, yeah, to other places where she may want to wrestle. I'm just saying that. What, what's the learning? <laughs> what's wait, what is the learning moment in that? I'm talking about the totality of her career. Okay, yeah. As much as I want to talk about Dana, I did have a question. Um, so you know, like you said, Dolph's not done. What if he tags with his brother in AEW? Would you mind that? I wouldn't mind that little tag team action. I mean, that with seems, the Nemeth boys. That that seems pretty. I mean, fairly obvious. I mean, if that's what they're gonna do. But should, I mean, what should, should his name be? Nick Nemeth again, or should it be Nick Ziggs? I apologize. I'm not sure. I haven't thought about the name. <laughs> the 
The <laughs> I, I don't really know. Ziggs. Um, I don't know about that. Nick Ziggs. Fun time over there with that name. Nick Ziggs. Nick Ziggs. Nick Ziggs. What do you think about that smoke, Nick Ziggs? I I think he should keep the name he he has. I asked you specifically, <laughs> Nick Ziggs. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. You're not a fan. I'm of not it. a fan. Nah, it didn't sound like it. You didn't sound very enthusiastic. Uh, you didn't jump up for joy. Yeah, and you won't see me do it. I'm jumping. Mm. You're jumping. I still want to see Ziggler perform in the ring the show off right mm-hmm. wouldn't that be something we get ziggler we get edge we get mercedes mm-hmm. and dare i say dana brooke and aw at some point next year um yeah that would be crazy you kind of slid dana into that one yeah what was that about i, I don't know i mean at this point just throw top dollar in there top top rope dollar top rope dollar yeah. What does what does let's let's just sneak this in there real quick. Where does this leave B Fab? B Fab? Mm-hmm. They're gonna try to push her. I mean they, I think so too. Ashante, man, they they keep him for a reason. He he's yeah. got some spunk to him though, man. There's something cool about Ashante. I like Ashante. Yeah. He has something cool about him. I feel like you could do something with him. Uh yeah. I feel like B Fab might need a mentor. Might more need, more might training. Need, might need to be partnered with someone for a while. I think I think B Fab needs to go to NXT. I believe I think so too. I think she take she, her back on down. Start not start from scratch, but kind of start because NXT women's roster is deep. I mean they they got a shit ton of females down there. So start from the bottom and then kind of work your way, way up. up and then go from there. But going to SmackDown, is she going to be a mouthpiece to Shante or, or I mean what's the deal like I don't I don't know what they're going to be because man Hit Row started with Swerve and the other people Swerve is gone, Top Dollar is gone. Who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Well, overall, we're still sad that a lot of people lost their jobs <laughs> over the week, so I mean, we you know, we wish them all the best. Yeah, WWE corporate. So, are are did any UFC fighters lose their shit? No, right? I honestly I can't speak highly on that. I don't have any new source coming from UFC. I can tell you that. I think the contracts are different cuz they're based on fights and and all that kind of stuff, but I I really don't know, but the merger is it's kind of definitely a dawn of a new era of Things are going to be a lot different, and I think we're only at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and I, I want to make one thing clear before we wrap up the whole TKO thing. Um, even Joe Rogan was talking about it. I've I've heard a lot of people speculating. I'm gonna I'm gonna I mean obviously I don't know, but I'll make it clear. Uh, in my opinion, there is not a chance WWE is going to let any of their talent go cross over into UFC under contract because in those ufc matches you can get banged up for six months to a year you think wwe is going to let them sit out on the fucking sidelines for that long hell no no now ufc yeah now pro wrestling i'm not saying is easy i obviously know it's not but i'm saying it's not ufc so yes we may see some ufc go to wwe they may do a few things sure but unless the the WWE superstars, you know, contract is over, 
there's no way in hell they're going to be merged into UFC. No, no, no. The it's other gonna, way around, sure. It's going to be two separate entities, too, because um, who said it? Was it Nick Khan or somebody said that uh, he wants to see all WWE fans be UFC fans and all yeah. UFC fans be WWE fans? It's not going to happen. Um, no, that's that's laughable. Um, I, I mean, even, even me, man. It's just like I can't watch UFC with a good stomach. You know, I can't. I find it, you know, it's entertaining and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I can I can congratulate him for being good, but it's just like yeah. myself, I can't watch somebody potentially fuck up their body for the rest of the like I can't do it. Yeah, no matter how hard I try, I just can't get into it. It's a different form of entertainment. It's it's I like both. I don't follow UFC as much as WWE or professional wrestling, but I do enjoy a good fight. I, I really do. I mean, when Ronda Rousey was on top, when McGregor was on top, and uh, uh, John Bone Jones was on top, like a lot of these guys, like are, they're household names. It's a different style. It's the same thing with boxing. Like I, I like the different styles. Like I'm in the mood for boxing. I'm in the mood for UFC. I'm yeah. in the mood for WWE. I can get in the mood for boxing. Most but... UFC fans, hardcore fans, are not gonna watch the WWE product. Not at all. Now <laughs> WWE. <laughs> fans they may watch ufc on occasion but the trans the transition is really difficult and it's not it's not going to be as seamless as people think yeah i just i like i said i just can't get into it i mean i respect it and i and it you know it's entertaining to an to an extent it's but two I've different seen... things it's two different forms of entertainment yeah it's two different styles you know ufc is a different fighting style WWE is more storyline based and it's more entertainment. Yeah, they do mm-hmm. physically uh, can harm themselves as well, but it's it's two different things. Just because it's one under one un- umbrella now doesn't mean we're going to be fans of both. Yeah, it, that doesn't make just, sense. They're just trying to gain as much money as they can. It it it's not actually a true partnership. It's just how can we own both? Yeah, and make a ton of money. Thinking about it this way, if one company, say, say Apple, I'm just, I'm just throwing a, a huge fucking company out there. Say if Apple bought Coke and Pepsi, are does that make you automatically like both? Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. Like you're either a Coke guy or you're a Pepsi guy. It, 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 it's like pick one. Like you're not gonna be. You may like both, sort of, kind of, but. You know, you're not you're not gonna be like, man, I love Coke and I love Pepsi, man. It doesn't work that way. Same thing. I love WWE and I love UFC. Most fans are not that way. Yeah, I mean, I drink a lot of Pepsi. I know Dean Trust Fund loves Coke, but you know, it's just kind of, you know, you got to pick. And I choose. see what you did there, man. That's really good. Thank you, man. Smoke. Where's that respect? It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I think that about wraps up tonight's episode. It uh, does. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, it don't, does. Don't seem so excited to go. I oh, I'm, Damon, I'm Cardell. Oh, I am so heartbroken that we've come to an end. Listen, um, I had fun tonight. This mm-hmm. was fun. Uh, we touched on some sad subjects, but it was yep. good. It was good. Um, stay tuned for Wednesday night. We'll be talking Cody Rhodes or The Rock. Ooh, ooh, or other what? <laughs> <laughs> God, you're so fucking lame. Wednesday dude. Night Walker number 81 brought to you by Dean Walker next Wednesday. Get it.
You can find us at 99DeanWalker on social media, at PodMarkingOut on all social medias, at MarkingOutNetwork on TikTok. You can follow at Cordell Ponson on Instagram. DM no. my boy all the pictures of your body parts that you would no. like to. And as always, give us a five-star rating and a written review. I will see you in the next one. Goodbye.